You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When I was a kid, I would always think, like, orange. I wonder which came first, the fruit or the color. Like, it was one of those proverbial chicken or the egg questions. And now, as an adult, after having done a little bit of research, I actually know this one has an answer, and it is the fruit came first. In the 16th century, new trade routes brought new foods to Europe, and along with the arrival of that new fruit, Europeans were also treated to the new name for a color, orange. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and for this week's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be talking all about the color orange. Now, as I began researching this episode, I was actually, like, really excited because I thought I had a jump on it. I thought I had the perfect fun fact to introduce, and that was the story of carrots being orange because Dutch farmers cultivated them as a tribute to William of Orange. Unfortunately, while that origin story is often repeated, it is not actually true. Now, carrots do come in a range of colors. Um, The two main strains were purple and yellow. And what really seems to have happened is the sort of yellow variety sort of started to turn a little bit more orange. And the orange strain of carrots seemed to have just thrived in the mild, wet Dutch climate. Um, The orange carrots were increasing in popularity for about 200 years prior to William of Orange. And while it made for a nice sort of story bolstering the nation and their color as they move towards independence and a national identity, it's not entirely true. Although, you know, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, as they say. Now, just as the Dutch carrots sort of evolved and spread through Europe, um, you know, making the orange root vegetable ubiquitous throughout our civilization, the word orange actually came to spread through Europe around the 16th century. Before that, in Europe, they simply referred to it as yellow-red, which I actually kind of love as a perfect sort of logical naming of it because orange is a combination of yellow and red. But when 
when orange trees, the fruit trees, actually started to be introduced into Europe, um, it was not just a nice, delicious new food that was introduced, but also they got the word orange to refer to the color as well. Now, when we look at other parts of the world, in India and China, their word for orange actually comes from saffron, which was the most expensive dye in that part of the world. And so as a result, the color orange came to be associated with perfection and sort of an elevated state. In Buddhist traditions, orange is used to dye holy robes. In Confucianism, orange would be associated with transformation. Um, Now, in Western art, orange tends to be associated more with warmth and energy, but really uh, all around the world, we see orange has this very sort of positive connotation. It became really commonly used in Western art, I would say after 1809, when they got the first synthetic orange pigment, chrome orange was created. Now, chrome orange was created using lead chromate, and it would become very popular with the Impressionists. It was widely used until actually just very recently. Um, As we now know, lead is a heavy metal that can cause numerous health issues, and contemporary methods of making various pigments and dyes are much more focused on health and safety. As I do research, I am just like on some level amazed that humanity has survived, given how frequently people appear to have just been poisoning themselves all throughout time. As much as today we think about like lead in some paints seems really irresponsible, historically, it is not the worst thing that people were putting in orange paint. The ancient Egyptians used a mineral called Rialgar in their tomb paintings, and basically it created a beautiful yellow orange, but frequent listeners will already probably know where I'm going with this. It was also highly toxic because of, here we have it again, arsenic. Just like the beautiful green in the Victorian era, the ancient Egyptians realized that arsenic could could be used for beautiful and kind of lethal pigments. In China, they actually used that same mineral to repel snakes, and of course they made medicine from it, because it really seems like for most of humanity, highly toxic pigments were used to create beautiful art and substances that people knew would repel or kill small pests, but then people thought, hey, That thing that's killing all the small animals around us surely would be healthy for humans. And so they kept using these highly toxic pigments to make orange all around the world throughout history up until, like I said, 1809, when they came up with the comparatively safe sort of lead-based chrome orange, which gave the Impressionist painters an inspiring and beautiful vivid orange And all of us, a little moment to pause and question Darwin's theory of survival of the fittest. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website WhoArtedPodcast.com. Podcast done.